Well, hello. Oh, and it's so delightful to be spending these moments with you. That sounded a little bit aggressive, slightly creepy, and uh, oddly not sincere at all. Hey, everybody, it's Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner, Pete the Planner podcast, which turns into a radio show. Joined by my friends, my friends, Kristen Alanius, who has endeared herself to me in a way that I must explain here in a moment, and Damien Dunn. We share a last name, we share a hairstyle, and we share sensibility but we share different opinions on music. Everybody, uh, good morning, Rick Swink, big Rick Swink, when the big holiday cheer season. Kristen, you were in the HQ1 this week here from your remote location. Hello, Andy. And you brought me a cooler. Yes. Packed with freezer beef from your own freezer, from Keith the cow, Keith the beef. And <laughs> yes. I am so excited to partake in Keith. And for those that are vegetarians or vegans, this moment of the show was not endearing and arguably pretty gross. Oops. Do you, uh, do you have big plans for Keith? I was thinking about it last night, laying in bed as I could not sleep. Here's what I'm thinking about with uh, the steaks. I'm thinking about shaving them down potentially and making like Philly cheese steaks with Keith the beef ground Mm -hmm. beef i mean obviously chili or burgers or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah would that fly Uh, yes let it be known that they're patties you don't have to use them as patties but they are already pattied pattied is a verb it is now yeah okay uh jeremy oh my gosh jeremy makes it back to the program good day don's happy belated birthday to both of you wow Wow, i think i I think he's thirty-five thousand feet right now he's just tapping using that in uh, in flight wi-fi uh captain good to be with you Uh, danza hello all right everybody um we, we were actually just going through the the show schedule for uh the holiday so kristen what did you decide (laughs) that we're gonna record a show next week for it to air the following week. And then we'll be off the last Friday of the year, whatever that date is. Um, My daughter is, I, I wasn't listening. My daughter's texting me, trying to get me to buy SZA tickets because there's a <laughs> tour. And so she's texting me in class right now. She's at school and she's very upset. Pete, would you in class? Would you go to a SZA show? Here's the thing. I feel like being, if I, here's what I'm, okay. You asked, you're going to get did. an answer. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to find a way to get tickets to a SZA show, like in probably Chicago or like there's one in Columbus, Ohio. I think I'll go. I hate concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, but I'll go. I'll take my daughter. The problem is she wants to like take a friend. I don't want to drive to Chicago with her and her friend and then Ugh. take her friend home at three in the morning. Like it just like that starts to fall apart. Do, um, do rock and paper still open? That's like a good dad joke. Did you get it? Because of scissors, rock, paper, scissors. Got it. Kristen? Got it. Anyway, Kristen, what are we doing for the holiday? What did we decide? Um, Really quickly, have you tried to buy concert tickets to anything lately? <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought a concert ticket. Oh, are they already on sale? <clears throat> they sold out. I'll, that's what she just texted me. And oh. sold out. I buy yeah, them, I'm going to buy them secondhand market anyway. I'm not yeah. freaking... She was like, oh, can you get online? Will they go on sale? I'm like, no, I'm employed. I'm not I'm not going to s- sit online and wait to buy a, a pair of scissors tickets. 
pair of scissors. <laughs> okay. What, what's the show plan for the next? The, the show plan is that we're here next week, which is the twenty third, Christmas Eve Eve. We will record a show. We will not record the thirtieth. But we're going to send the show to the radio station for the thirtieth and do a best of on Christmas Day. Right. Right. Brian Pankins makes it. My man, how are you? I still owe Brian a shirt. I have a shirt here for Brian. And now I'm getting more texts from Ollie saying, I'm sad. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm on the radio. Um, and now you are too. And then actually I'm going to take a picture right now of being on the radio. Wave, Kristen. Here we go. Okay. Good visuals for the podcast group. Good. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, let's do a show today right now um what's the topic what's the first topic isn't it fed funds right there we go thank you yeah i don't guys look brain's shutting down long week a lot of holiday cheer didn't get a lot of sleep last night okay here we go in through oh not ready (laughs) podcast just clicking off Ollie says, oh, hey, Queens. That's what she just put. So, <laughs> sorry, Dave. <laughs> I've been called uh, worse. Yeah, three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com. Joining me, as always, is Miss Kristen Alanius, also known as Miss Alanius, and Damien done mr damien done damien is the vice president of advice at your money line and Kristen happens to be in his department as the director of education here at your money line i happen to be um the talent on-air talent that is my job here at your money line uh hi people hello, hello person all right everybody um so dame the fed um disrupted everyone's lives in sort of a passive aggressive way this week by raising the fed rate yet again and we we hear this a lot it disrupts the markets it disrupts people's plans but i thought we would just press reset and and really take some time to understand like what does that all mean like what happened let, let let's reset for everyone that just sort of hears it and doesn't actually know what it means I uh, I think we need to start with a little uh, basic understanding of what Fed funds rate actually is. That's the the rate that banks lend to each other uh, for you know like overnight rates, um, stuff like that. So the Fed funds rate isn't something that you deal with directly, right, Kristen? Correct. So there is something that you do deal with directly, which is Kristen. The prime rate. Correct. Which is affected by I feel like I'm taking a final exam (laughs) it's close it's close the prime rate is impacted by the fed funds rate correct so when you hear all the news about the prime rate going up or eventually you know years from now going down uh, that's great but it doesn't really impact too much of your life other than indirectly once that prime rate starts to change though this is where things get crazy. Uh, that's going to impact all sorts of variable rates. Credit card rates are going to uh, have been going up dramatically for the last, I don't know, months at this point. Uh, potentially uh, private student loans. Some of those are variable, right? 
So there are direct uh, causes with with rates that are already existing in your life, but then there's those big ticket items that, that you're potentially shopping for, houses, cars, uh, that dream vacation that you can't put a price on, right, Pete? Uh, no, it's uh, so th- there's other stuff out there that you may be buying soon that are getting impacted by the Fed funds rate indirectly by being impacted by the prime rate. And why does it affect the stock market, Dan? So uh, as rates go up, uh, companies are going to be impacted because they think that's going to uh, contract the economy. It's going to take some money out of the economy. There's going to be less spending going on. So as businesses start to make their forecast for the next year or so, they're going to say, well, we're probably not going to sell as much because there's not going to be as much money to go around. And we're not going to expand. We're not going to expand our businesses. We're not going to you know, spend more money because it's expensive to do right now. And we don't know what revenue we're going to get. Oh, gosh, if we're not going to have that much revenue, maybe we're going to have to cut back on some of our employment because we, we just don't think we need that much labor to create the products that we have planned. Well, you can see how that starts to work. There's fewer, uh, less money in the, the market to start with companies say we don't need as much labor and now there are folks that don't have jobs so uh, changing rates can have a huge trickle down effect on your day-to-day life so but and you you probably said this uh, but Kristen was distracting me Um, what why does why does the Fed do it Do, do they do it to slow down commerce thus try to tamp down inflation is that the theory uh, they're, they're trying to slow down the the cycle of money. Uh, essentially, they they want to um, stop it from changing hands as much. If that means they take a little bit of out of the economy, after you know putting trillions of dollars into the economy, uh, then that's what they're going to try and do. Because they otherwise we're going to continue to have inflation as you know money continues to be easy to get and people spend it. Uh, that's going to drive prices higher and higher. So they've got to find a way to slow it down. And, you know, Powell himself said that, you know, it's likely that the employment rate's going to have to, unemployment rate's going to have to go up before they can start considering slowing, um, slowing the, uh, the rake heights down. So Kristen, I have this dumb question that I think you, that you could probably answer because you're smarter than me. Maybe. So, I mean, is there a scenario in which if we go into a recession because of, of, of what is happening and, and interest rates are still going up, that the government issues stimulus payments, which then almost negates the solution that is a recession. And and no one loves to hear that a recession is a solution, but a recession is a solution. It's just a painful one. Uh, Kristen, see that? That could be possible, right? I guess. I mean, that's kind of my biggest fear because we've collectively set this precedent. Um, We can agree or disagree about whether the stimulus was necessary. It happened. Um, And now we're feeling the aftermath of that. And my fear is that now have we established this baseline? I, I hope that's not true, but could be, I suppose. I mean, five years ago, this never even would have crossed our minds that stimulus checks could have potentially been an option. But uh, it seems like that would be counterproductive at this point. That doesn't mean that I haven't read articles that some states or counties are and cities are, are considering it, uh, maybe West Coast biased on there. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting once you start getting um, different organizations of government with different views on how things should be handled 
potentially throwing out competing monetary policies. But but didn't the state of Indiana just issue a? They didn't call it stimulus. They just called it a. a, a I don't even know what they called it. They called it like an inflation payment or something like that off of the surplus. So, isn't that the same thing? I mean, the returning your tax dollars to you, I think, is a little bit different than just creating money out of thin air. That's fair. I mean, I think it's just semantics, but yeah, I, I sure I, I feel you. I, I mean, the the end result is the fact that there's additional dollars in people's pockets to spend. I, absolutely. I, I feel a little bit better about money not being, uh, you know, punched into a computer and, and created uh, for, for nothing. So I, I don't think it, it's not increasing the money supply. It's just increasing the dollars that are available to be spent by a consumer versus a government. Kristen, I know this is Dame's favorite question, so I'm going to ask you. Yay. Um, with the 2024 presidential elections looming, how does how do you think that impacts <laughs> what happens in the next 18 months as it relates to true, you know, White House policy, economic policy in relation to coming out of a recession? I hope that we don't see more things like the fight for student loan forgiveness, right? I I don't know other, like, I think the principle there is what I am concerned about collectively. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't like any of it. I'm shaking my head just like Damien is. Dame, okay. It's your favorite question. I guess I should ask it of you. Well, who, me, the cynic? Uh, yeah. on, why, on why things yeah, are done? Exactly. Uh, Make uh, everyone sad, Dame. It's your platform. Have at it. I uh, I think things are going to be pretty status quo between now and the oh. 2024 election. I really do. I think I think, really? the, I, think really? the, I think the boat is too far away from the shore at this point, and they're committed. It's it's going to have to run its course. What did you say in our executive meeting the other day? You had some little idiom like that that the had can, salt. Camel's nose got in the tent. Yeah, have you heard that one, Kristen? <laughs> Dave, do you have a book of these things? No, I mean I. No, I don't. I'll just say this, Dame. I really believe that. See, I had this uh, social studies teacher in high school named Howard Buckwalter. And he was like 118 years old at the time. And he had all these like a duck on a June bug. Like he had like all of these sorts of phrases. And I, I think that you are him is what I'm saying. I, I've, if I would have been a teacher, social studies is likely what I would have taught. So maybe I am channeling my inner Howard Kristen, what would have been your uh, high school subject you would have taught? Uh, probably math. Fantastic. All right. Coming up after the break, we're actually going to play a little bit of a game. And it's who is most affected by the Fed. That's all next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. Not Pete the Planner. Is that what the game show is, is called? Okay. I would have been, I'm trying to think what kind of teacher I would have been. I would have been a... I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think PE? I can do it. PE? I would have been like the in school, in school suspension teacher, you know, that's just like it's an assistant football coach, but um, they work at the school. That's what I would have done. You would have been a good speech teacher. I could have been a speech teacher. Yeah. Um, Craig P. Anderson was going to be an English teacher. My, one of my, uh, I, I've told this story before. And I know Dame at least knows it. We have a, we have a new coworker who uh, his first year in college went to William and Mary. And uh, it reminded me of the time my freshman and high school English teacher, I expressed to her that William and Mary was interesting because we'd just been on vacation and we went like on the campus. And I was like, I would love to go to William and Mary. 
and on parent teacher night, she looked my parents in the eyes and she said, Peter is not William and Mary material, <laughs> which a is true. <laughs> I mean, it's really true. If we're being honest. No. Number two though, that's a, that's a bit harsh for a teacher to deliver to a freshman parent. By the way, I was in AP, I was in advanced English. Like I, I, that's harsh. No, I, I mean, Mrs. Advice may have had a teacher tell her uh, in junior high that she'd never amount to anything. Really? Yeah. Of everyone I've ever known, the second you meet your wife, you realize that she's amounted to a tremendous amount. That's a, that's that's incredible. By the way, she uh, she she might have uh, taken great pleasure uh, in letting that teacher know that she got accepted to Notre Dame uh, when when she was still in high school. So. Man, you know, uh, Kristen, I don't know. I mean, you, you being the uh, the female voice of this show, uh, you don't see teachers crap on girls as much as maybe crapping on boys, right? Um, I had a teacher tell me I was a waste of talent in high school. So, demon <laughs> Christmas, who are these people? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> oh, Jeremy from 30,000 feet is really stirring it up. Uh, Damien and Kristen, did Pete ever get you that dozen donuts from the best uh, from the bet about Kristen watching the show on her day off? No, I have it. But I have to say I was swindled. They had uh, they had there I'm was um, when I quit college football, I went and told my offensive coordinator that, by the way, this just sounds like a flex. that I played college football, <laughs> but I, I went and I was like, hey, man. It was D3. Okay, it was D3. So it's like had to love it. And I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. And he's like, you know, I just need you to know that if you if you quit, you will be a loser and a quitter for the rest of your life. And I was like, and it, it, fortunately, I, I, I had the sensibility at the time to like, I left that meeting. It was just laughing. I was like, you think if I quit Division Three football, I'll be a loser and a quitter for the rest of my life? It's like... I, why would a teacher or coach say, are they supposed to be motivating? Like Dane, why, why did this person say that horrible thing to your wife or who wasn't your wife when she was in middle school? Cause no, yeah, it'd be weird and illegal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there was, um, some hard feelings there for a, a few reasons that weren't due to her. So Dame is any, so Kristen is, was told that she's a waste of talent. I was told I'm a loser and a quitter. Your wife was told that she would never amount to anything. Dame, what have you been ever told anything? <laughs> uh, just that I'm uh, amazing and fantastic, and I don't do anything wrong. That's believable. Um, gosh. By the way, uh, a camel's nose under the tent or in the tent is a situation where permitting the permitting of some small act will lead to a larger undesirable act or circumstance. You lost me at. Isn't that just point. a logical fallacy? Well, I guess if you want an entire camel in your tent, then sure. Hmm. Um, Kristen, this holiday season, yes, is there a, is there an item, a gift that you're hoping that a, a loved one gets you? Uh, yeah, if I'm being for real, I uh, uh, yeah, for real is where we are. This is the yeah, show. but I, I don't even want to admit this. <laughs> I don't want to admit this on the radio. I have um, 
my kitchen is not well equipped. I own nothing. Um, and I have no pots in my kitchen. I have three skillets. So if I can't make it in a skillet, which you'd be surprised what you can make in a skillet, um, I don't make it. So it would be really cool if I could have some pots and pans for Christmas. So Dame, Kristen wants pot for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? World peace. Peace. Your answers are just getting worse today. Yeah. Started with no one ever criticized you, and now you want world peace. Do you do you uh, you want any special item or anything for Christmas this year? No, no. Uh, we've um, <clears throat> no, we, we, no. I can't. Uh, Mrs. Advice and I are the sort of folks that make it really hard for the other one to shop for each other because we yeah. usually just get whatever we need or or want in the in the meantime. So Christmas rolls around and we just stare at each other, and that's it. You know what I want for Christmas is someone to review the podcast and say, it's just a show about one of the co-hosts talking about how he just buys himself whatever he wants. Like, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Rick's not entirely wrong. A blower for the cart would be nice. Uh, I don't even know what a blower for the cart means. What's a blower for the cart? You don't need to know. It it would be some sort of force induction, typically a supercharger in this case. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy's Jeremy's got me down cold too. Uh, I like that we, uh, Jeremy notes from 30,000 feet, uh, he wants some Tangle Ridge if we can find it. What is Tangle Ridge? It's a blended Canadian whiskey uh, that that mixes incredibly well. Okay. Well, let's do a show here. Uh, uh, Would we just spent seven minutes on that? It doesn't matter. I've had the lightest day I've had in probably four (laughs) years today. Although I'm getting the sales team is presenting their 2023 plan to me this afternoon. So I we'll see what happens. Okay. In three, two, one back on the Pete, the planner show, you know, you hear about the fed changing interest rates and you wonder, well, does it really affect you? Uh, Clearly it moves the markets a little bit. It may impact you if you're borrowing and stuff like that, but our resident, game show creator showrunner Kristen Alanius has come up with a game or Dame did you come up with a game who came up with the game really Dame did I, I just said this might make a decent game all right who's hosting yeah Kristen all right Kristen you've got a game and, and the game is called who is affected the most we're supposed to rank people I understand I'll explain what's happening here we can do it that way. I just have a list of people who might be at risk in a rising interest rate environment. And we can rank like zero to 10 or say this group might be at higher risk than another. We can break that down however the two of you would like. I I think one to 10 would be easier because otherwise I'm going to have to remember all of these and and stack them. So with 10 being very affected, one being not affected. Correct. All right, so uh, it will alternate. Dame and I will guess or or, or debate, and uh, Kristen, give us give us the first uh, person. Someone in pre-retirement. Oh, okay. Uh, we're doing pre like five years pre-retirement. Yeah, we can say five. Okay. Right. Um, Dame, go first. Uh, I'm going to say that they are <clears throat> going to say there are six. I say three. Ooh. Okay. All okay right. Why a six? I, I think the uh, market won't recover quite as robustly uh, or quickly uh, as we would hope uh, once this finally all settles out. And I think it's really pretty clear that um, 
one of the one of the key markers for this uh, these rate hikes to slow down and stop is going to be not only an uptick in unemployment but also a pretty reasonable pullback in the markets as well. So oh, I totally I, disagree. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, this give, is fun. Give, give me give me your rationale, Mister Dunn. Okay, here's what I think. I think the market is going to recover quite robustly starting in the fall to the point of, I think it's going to be probably tick down, begin the year, then go flat for a while. And then I think it's going to recover. I mean, the last time the market fell like it's fallen this year, the next year was up like 34%. So we're down 17% uh, in the S&P 500 as of, it was the 15th of December. I don't know. I haven't seen the market today. Um, so I, I think by the time someone is a pre-retiree retires within five years, they'll, they'll be recovered as long as they don't panic. So I, I want to uh, go ahead and give you a chance to call your shot for S&P 500 return for 2023 right now. We're not doing that right now. That's not this show. Are you not feeling quite as confident about? Uh, I have confidence. It's just that's a different show. I mean, you're, I mean, you can't do episode three before episode one. I mean, we'll get there. That's the first week of the new year. We're all going to guess. And by guess, you're going to guess. I'm going to tell you what it's going to be. That's not investment advice. Uh (laughs) All right, next one, Kristen. By the way, um, I feel confident in my answer there, Dame. I, I just say curious. I, I'd love to know uh, what uh, economists you're you're following to to try and guide that. Uh... The, the skeptical economist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kristen, how about you? How about you? What's the next? What's the next group here? Uh, someone who works in auto manufacturing. Okay. All right. Uh, it's my turn. Yeah. It's great eight, radio. Eight. I have four. What? What? <laughs> no. I feel like no. I, this, this is either great radio or everyone's going, man, Pete is dumb. Why are we no. listening to him? Okay. Or, wait, 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 Kristen? Wait, wait, wait. Where were you on the first one, Kristen? Uh, I was with Pete on both of them. And this one surprises me a lot because dame i know you and i follow the same guy on twitter who is so so bearish on the car market across the board i can't even believe that that would so dame how in the world are you so low (laughs) on this one because that's absurd I, there won't be any supply chain issues. I mean, markets are going to tighten up a, a little bit for uh, you know, buying that. Interest rates will go up, uh, obviously. No. But they are going to... They, big so there's auto, no supply... Big no supply man, I'm talking over you now. There's no supply chain issue. So that means lots are going to be filled with cars that aren't selling. And then <laughs> manufacturers are going to shut down production. You just told me that you don't think the economy is going to get very bad. Why in the world would there be cars sitting on parking lots if the economy is not that bad? Because the, the supply economy. I didn't say the whole economy. No, no. Dame, there is a 0% chance that this is moderately okay for the for the car business zero percent chance oh this is gonna make for some amazing radio next year where we're all just picking up the the shard of predictions but if what did he tweeted the other day that they had someone with a stellar credit score get quoted at like eight or nine percent for an auto loan yeah i mean stellar credit low debt to income ratio 
when you have people like that who can't objectively afford to take out a car loan, how does that industry not suffer? Uh, what's the next one? Out of control. Um, okay. Someone who just took out a variable rate student loan. Uh, I, 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 uh, two. Oh, it's not my guess. It's Dames. Two. He's going to say like seven. I know. It's like, <clears throat> I mean, would I be doing that just to be contrarian to, to cause? No, 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 no. Be, <laughs> give your real answer. Give your real answer. Uh, who just took out a variable rate student loan. Um, four. Okay. So, you know, I, I didn't want to say it a few weeks ago when we talked about this, and I probably did say it, and I shouldn't bring it back up. We're talking about adjustable rate mortgages and how like the people that had them a few years ago are getting crushed right now. It wouldn't be the worst time in the world that get an adjustable rate mortgage because interest rates are going to fall when this thing all levels out. It's just a matter of when. And from a student loan perspective, it's the same concept. So I don't think it's that big a deal. But don't get an adjustable rate mortgage. You heard it from your daddy. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's a new phrase. (laughs) Maybe that's a new phrase on the show. Kristen, how's that sit with you? Do you like that one or no? No. No, I'm not really. So you much. heard it from your daddy. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, that's even worse than stay getting money. There's nothing wrong with stay getting money. It's just not part of your culture. You're right. um, <laughs> well, you heard it from your daddy. It's because our culture is so different. Yeah. All right, Kristen, what's next? Um, those who are, um, what do I want to say? Large supporters, if you will, of cryptocurrency. Oh, Dame, you got to go first. I mean, it, are we doing this with respect to interest rates? Is that what we're still doing? Or yeah, just yeah, the general? Fed rate. Fed rate. Um, I, I, don't, I, big supporters. They don't care. They're they're in it to win it. Uh, it. I don't. I don't think they care one way or the other. So because of their ambivalence, I'm saying they're a zero. Okay, but we're not talking about. We're, we're talking about objectively, not about their their view we're saying our view of them so do you still think it's zero if they're not cashing out what difference does it make for them if if they just let it ride and keep buying it doesn't impact them no yeah i don't know i i view the question differently but i'm still pretty low I, i i think it it doesn't particularly impact them much Kristen, where are you on that um, I think it depends on when they decided to buy in. I think if you were at the top of the yeah. wave, then I, I'm very concerned if you're still all in on this. Um, and as long as it's a small portion of your portfolio, I don't really care. Yeah. So I'm, you know, yeah, I think we agree on that. You heard it from your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're just working on, okay. Coming up after the break, <laughs> coming up after the break, do we have more of these Kristen we can do? Uh, only a couple. A couple more. And then we've got a, a question that came in the Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com email address. All that's next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. You heard it from your daddy. <laughs> you, okay. You said that you didn't sleep last night. I so didn't. Th- I had a lot of caffeine this morning. I okay. Miguel, is Miguel involved here? No, but several, several um espresso shots nice i had to get some stuff done this morning (laughs) (laughs) Uh, jeremy likes that you heard it from your daddy (laughs) 
Jeremy, do not encourage this behavior. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so awful. I hate when people call themselves daddy. <laughs> Caitlin doesn't like it. Come on, Caitlin. It is really creepy, isn't it? Like, what's yeah. creepy about a man like calling himself daddy to other people? Ooh. We lost we lost a listener because of this. Oh my god. Where do you see how many people? Uh, Kristen said she's or Caitlin said she's gonna log off. I we you lost just called listener. her Kristen. I, she's definitely gone now. Um, <laughs> do you think Caitlin will get you the pot that you want for Christmas? Uh, no, Caitlin already got me a Christmas present and gave okay. it to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, down um, to thirteen. It's very nice, boy. Um, let's do more radio. How many more of these do you have? I really only have two. Okay, that's fine. And then we'll go into that second email question. That's fine. Okay, let's do it. Three, two. One back on the Pete the Planner show. All right, so we're playing a game called How Impacted Will Certain Types of People Be by the Fed Rates Interest Rate Increases? Is that the name yes. of the show? Yeah, yeah. Kristen Lanius is your host. Kristen, what's up next? Someone looking to borrow money, whether that's a HELOC, a home equity loan. They need a, a decent chunk of change. Damn it. Uh, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. Eight. Eight. I, I was going to say nine. Okay, sure. Okay. So need is an interesting word, right? There's the <laughs> desire to borrow money, and then there's the need to borrow money. And this is where, you know, if we're going to be criticized for people in privileged positions making assertions about people's financial life, then so be it. But I'll, I'll just say there are certain circumstances where people need to borrow money and they will be an eight or a nine based on what Dame and I agree on. Uh, but there's going to be people who want to buy a house that shouldn't. And that's on them. Like that, like to, to go into this, scenario in which we are in or about to be in continue to be in and, and then just say oh i get all the context of these signs as to why i should not do something but uh daddy's gonna do it anyway like you know that's the damn right i mean this has to do with the concept of need yeah it's an incredibly tough discussion to have with somebody uh, even uh, even harder if you're not having that discussion with somebody else that you that you know and trust uh, enough to, to talk about this stuff with because if you're leaving yourself to your own devices you're gonna chase what you want and you're likely gonna convince yourself that making a bad decision is okay because you're the exception in, in the situation and that's just not the case the rules apply to you too Kristen like you're the yeah, talking yeah. to me oh what are you about to buy well, uh, he he kind of threw some shade at me on Tuesday about something similar to oh, that. I did. Yeah. Okay, yes. okay. What? All right. So, how so, Kristen? Uh, the shade that he threw was that I we were talking about real estate as passive income, and I said that though I tell people not to do that, part of my long term plan is that. And Damien was like, "Yeah, because I'm smarter than you," and he like made some <laughs> snide comments. Whoa! Wow. No, but this one specifically, 
I don't think that their risk is potentially as high as the two of you do because we all know that I love behavioral finance. If someone can make a payment work right now when the interest rates are really high and can stay relatively on top of that situation, it could yield financial freedom when things start to level out. So it may be really hard in the interim and someone might feel like they're between a rock and a hard place, but it from a behavioral perspective, it could yield benefits long-term. So it just sounds like she's smarter than everybody else. I think so. <laughs> that's no, I that's said, a good yeah. point. I mean, right, Kristen, you're saying like you could always refinance the debt. Plan, plan right. refinance essentially is what I think she's alluding to. I'm not to. encouraging you, but it could happen. Well, I mean, I, so it's hard not to think of real estate in this question, right? It's hard not to think of a home. and But – have home prices come down enough to justify the increased cost of borrowing and no. still say it's a good idea? And I, I would say no. That's why, like, maybe we get there. But then is home, I mean, here's the tough part. We clearly are at the, if, if there's home buying seasons, you know, uh, we're not in one right now. And we're going to be in one in about three and a half to four months. And if home prices don't come down during that cycle because interest rates are still rising, then you could find yourself, I think, late summer in the fall where you're buying a lower priced home and you can justify the higher borrowing expense. But but we're not there now. The 30 years actually trickled down a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I mean, not significantly by any stretch, but which is odd to me, but the 30 year has come down. It's like six and a third ish somewhere right now for the average 30 year. Um, and Kristen has a point. If you can make it work now and you know, you're going to be able, well, you it's the thing you don't know you're going to be able to refinance at a, a exactly. lower rate in the, before you move, uh, you know, going forward. So, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my response. I will say when I paid my mortgage in person yesterday that um, it was really good to see that two and a half percent interest rate at work. Yeah, I just I'm sorry that was just out of hand. Uh, Kristen, is there another group? Well, we kind of touched on it, but I was going to say someone who has to downsize or someone trying oh. to downsize. Let me think about that. So not real estate overall, but someone who's trying to downsize. You know, I I, I, I think it's less than, than maybe you're insinuating. I think it's maybe two or three because one, they could have enough equity to just pay cash or two, they could take a break and rent. <laughs> yeah. People, I, huh? people aren't going to do that, are they? Doesn't make it the wrong idea. It just means That's that- true. No, I, I agree with Pete. I, I, ideally, when you downsize, you're going to be able to take the equity that you've got and you know come away with no or a very low mortgage, and the payment's probably going to be significantly less than what you've got right now. So, I, it, it would be more than it was you know two years ago, but it's it's still going to be reasonable. Yeah, I mean, there's an emergency downsize, and then there's just like a like plan. practical, yeah, plan downsize. You know Totally. And I think they're very, very, by the way, I love an emergency downsize and in an emergency downsize, Kristen, you're right. It's probably a seven or an eight mm-hmm. in a plan downsize. I don't, I don't think it has much of an impact because it's planned. Alas. All right. So we did get an email. Is that, that, is that it? Kristen, have, has that yes. run its course? Yes. <clears throat> All right. Thank you for playing. Uh, I don't know. Whatever that was. Okay. 
Uh, here's a question we got in at the ask Pete at Pete email address. Good day to all. This question is for Kristen. I have a portfolio that is primarily based on index funds, a three fund portfolio, but I do have 5% allocated to Bitcoin in cold storage. I know Pete and Dane probably hate it, but I would prefer to get your opinion. Thanks, Frank. All right. So now people are emailing ask Kristen at PeteThePlanner.com. Um, all right, Kristen, your fanboy Frank has a question for you. I think it's kind of funny that I have been labeled the one who might be uh, most okay with crypto holdings because I generally am not. Um, my concern potentially is that depending on who your platform is for your retirement investing or your investing that you're doing, um, a three fund portfolio might not actually be that diversified. Because if you're investing in three different um, value ETFs, we have a ton of diversity among value equities, but where's your fixed income? Where's your growth? Where's your international equity? Where's your cash? So there could be tons of diversity, and there probably is um, in this portfolio, but it might not be as spread out as you might think. That would be my word of caution. Dame, are we allowed to say anything? I don't think so. All right. Well, I'll just Sorry. I'll just act like we are. Um, I have no problem with five percent, none, zero. I I don't have a problem with up to ten percent as long as the the rest is sensible core holdings. What I don't want to see is ten percent in this speculative holding, ten percent in another speculative holding. Like if you're going to have speculative holdings, they have to in aggregate equal ten percent <laughs> at the most. That's my opinion, Dame. Frank didn't ask you, Pete. I know. Sorry, Frank. I like that Kristen's like her reputation's like young and in touch, but Same. she's just an old bitty like you and me. I know. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> the old bitty show. <laughs> is it bad that I just called Kristen an old bitty on the radio? I mean, daddies and biddies. That's all this is. Stop. Okay. That's <laughs> You crossed the line. We blew past the line last segment. <laughs> okay. Um, coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week. I think I got a good one. Uh, it's the holiday season. There's so many things to waste money on, and this one is uh, exceptionally a big waste of money. And, of course, the news, which Dame spends way too much time uh, putting together uh, for a few cheap jokes here and there. So, all right, coming up after the break, boom, biggest waste of money and the news. That's next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. Um, Pete the Planner. All right. Did you say the Daddy and Biddy show or the Biddy and Daddy show? What'd you say? Daddies and Biddies. Daddies and Biddies. Oh, it's it does how somehow seem worse. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so it's funny up in HQ two this morning. I went up there and uh, several of our male coworkers were up there. Uh, every single one wearing a quarter zip sweater. Really? And then one of our young marketing associates. Uh, a uh, young woman uh, wearing a crew neck sweater and she just got out dadded, you know, like all the dads are wearing quarter zips and she's wearing a little crew neck sweater. And it was like, mm-hmm. she didn't get the memo of how the daddies were rolling this morning. Uh, Rick swing says, I can't believe I missed the last segment due to a dumb uh, internet outage. What are you in our office building? So is he working in our office? What? <laughs> I didn't Rick Swinks upstairs. Like, cause that sounds like us. So I think it was awesome. I'll just have to listen to the podcast. I guess you will. It was funny ish. Although Kristen's sister almost disowned her. So yeah. again, again, yeah, no kidding. All right. So can, can I 
can I state, put my flag down and say in 2023, I want a Caitlin Alenius appearance on this show? You can say it. (laughs) (laughs) We got to make it happen. I'm telling you, it is never going to happen. What if we did a pre-recorded segment where we could just like play a video or something of her making comments? It's never going to happen. Okay. Um, you guys want to hear an awkward moment exchange I had with my wife this uh, week. Um, so World Cup's going on the, uh, clearly uh, this weekend, 10 a.m., Argentina, France for the title. They're, the striker, Damien, you know what the striker is in soccer? soccer? Uh, the, the dude that shoots. More or less. Kicks. Whatever. Kicks. Anyway, um, he, for France, it's a guy named Olivier Giroud. Okay, Olivier Giroud. Um, and I, I could pull a picture up, but the point is this. He is the m- most attractive man on the planet. He is, in fact, I think at this point I have to bring it up, right? He is, and I, I you know, I don't have time for that, but I will say I, I, he is. He's just unbelievably attractive. If I could choose who I would look like, it would be that Frenchman. And I was talking to Mrs. Planner about this, and I was like, he he's attractive. She's like, yeah, but... It just, he's not my type. And I was like, well, wow, he's unbelievably beautiful. And she said, because when you're that good looking, he would have too many options and you could never trust it. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And then she goes like, and and that's why I like you. And I was like, wait a second here. (laughs) There we go. Wait a second. Body. I was, uh, how quickly you can get thrown under the bus by just professing your love for a beautiful man, you know? I think it's interesting that you and Mrs. Planner have different types. Uh, in men? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> I don't have thick enough skin to live in your house. Uh, oh, man. It is, There's no it way. is brutal. I, I will say the funny thing, um, I was asking Ted what I should get uh, Mrs. Planner for Christmas. And he, he first thing he said, whoa should stop waking her up at 530 because she doesn't like to get up early. And I was like, okay, that's practical. That's good. Because occasionally I'll be too loud when I get ready or something. Uh, and then he goes, and then maybe some chocolate for romance. <laughs> my 10-year-old son's telling me to get my wife chocolate for romance, which is really funny. I can't wait for his first album to drop. Oh, man, it was funny. Okay, let's do Bwam. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. In three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show is Danson Booze and Mint Toothpicks. They say variety is the spice of life, and it's also the reason d'etre, I don't know, is that a thing? Anybody speak French? Risen no. d'etre for Danson's every blend pack. Included are warm and spicy cinnamon toothpicks, their mint number nine toothpicks with a mix of cooling sweet ingredients and both their single malt and bourbon toothpicks. The latter start out as wood forward before the intricacies of the spirits start to emerge. Great for after dinner or any time a burst of flavor is desired, they come in a gift box with the four bottles of 12 toothpicks each. So, Kristen... Since you're so talented at these guesses. So good. What do you believe uh, 48 toothpicks cost? I feel like 
they have to be like two bucks a piece, which makes them a hundred bucks. All right, Dame. <clears throat> I was going with the same rationale, so I'll go up and I'll say 125. Well, apparently this is the bargain of the year at $32. But I mean, $32 for 48 toothpicks That's is a lot. still a lot. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're worth every penny. So I can get down with the idea that the cinnamon and the mint toothpick is enjoyable. And as much as I love <laughs> bourbon, I can't imagine a bourbon toothpick would deliver what I'm looking for. No. No. That seems like a bad, bad idea. So anyway, Dame, what is in the news this week? You know what they say, Pete? Timing is everything. Strike while the iron's <laughs> hot. Uh, <laughs> well, that all goes out the window when we're talking about former President Trump and his new NFT line of training, trading cards. That's right. If you're looking for a last-minute stocking stuffer for that little Alex P. Keaton in your life. You might consider a $99 NFT trading card featuring the former POTUS as a superhero, a Wild West sheriff, an astronaut, a race car driver, or maybe a Border Patrol agent. Anyway, that's a horrible idea, regardless of your politics. Don't spend your money on it, please. Dame, I was uh, watching the announcement video of that this morning, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if Dame will make this a news story, because... I, again, regardless of your politics, it was, it's a com- very interesting idea. It's a, maybe is the best way to put it. <laughs> That's kind. <laughs> so you can buy an NFT of the former president as a border patrol agent. I, I mean, I didn't look at all the pictures. That's, I saw the what it, Yeah. I, it, the, the one looked like it was, you know, he had a, <laughs> you know, a desert tan kind of outfit on, maybe a plate carrier in the front and a, shotgun i mean it's kind of now here's the 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 weird point of distinction here Uh, for me at least let's say uh, president trump put like a did like a commemorative plate set or Mm. commemorative coin Mm. and it was 99 dollars. i this is a non-story then so right i mm, boy it's it's a different taste yeah that's not a horrible point You've got something tangible, though, at that point. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the NFT factor here. Yeah, somebody comes to your house and you show them the thing that you like. How do you share an NFT with someone without them screenshotting it and stealing it? Well, I don't think if I I don't know I don't know this is this is an interesting <laughs> question. Like, <laughs> I didn't think we'd spend this much time on this story, but yes. Interesting, compelling, not 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 for me. But look, if I were a big Trump guy, I, a, a commemorative plate makes sense. I, I You would buy a commemorative plate, but a commemorative NFT makes no sense to me. It seems like, it, Pete, uh, we're, I'm dating myself here, and I think, Pete, you'll come along for this ride. Yeah. Do you remember seeing stuff like that on TV, those commercials uh, when we were younger? Like, you know, buy the, the commemorative yes. coin set for you know whatever it is and it's Brand- absurd franklin mint and and all that i just and somehow that has more validity than an nft i'm with you what else is in the news federal prosecutors and the sec have accused seven popular twitter and discord users of wielding social media to manipulate stock prices pumping the shares and then selling off mass quantities for a profit uh, they rose. Uh, an additional defendant whose Twitter handle was at Dip Deity 
was charged with aiding and abetting the alleged fraud for hosting a podcast that featured and promoted the seven influencers as skilled traders to follow. Each influencer charged had well over 100,000 followers, and according to the SEC, the group earned about $100 million in the scheme. Daddy no likey. <laughs> um, Two things. Yes. One, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be held accountable, but... I fundamentally do not understand the difference between what they did and what people on CNBC do. I do not get it. Well, I don't understand. Okay. So if you want to take that uh, a half step further, how is it different than what Mu- uh, Elon Musk did on a regular basis? Which I don't get the it. SEC got involved with. No, I, Dame, I think this, <laughs> you and I agree on Oh, I don't know. Pretty much everything. Yeah. And and th- this is one of those topics of which you and I've been banging the drum on for years of how social media l- leads to stock manipulation on the biggest levels. And yes, these people should be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is... Um... It's horrible. People have figured out a way to uh, generate viewers uh, or followers uh, and then leverage that for their own financial gain in a uh, illegal way. I mean, if, if you're selling something, that's one thing. But in this case, you're literally just getting people to chuck their money into the markets to raise the price of something you own. Then you bail and they're left holding the bag. It's It's horrible and they should be punished. I, I know I'm from the Midwest, but there's another angle to this. That just seems like the wrong thing to do to screw all the people that buy it, like the old pump and dump. Like that doesn't like they're just screwing all those people. I can we say that? I don't. I don't know what you're allowed to say on Sundays, uh, right? I mean, or I, I guess I'm being Pollyannish. I guess uh, you're showing that you have a sense of morals. So congratulations. Yeah, That's go good. Figure. Daddy's got morals. <laughs> <laughs> A new, a new Goldman Sachs report found that eight out of 10 retired women said they get less than 70% in income now compared to their pre-retirement days. In comparison, 70% of men reported the same. Generally what? speaking, yep. So 80, Wait. let me say that again, 80%, I said they, they changed the numbers. So eight out of 10, 80% of women said they get less than 70% of income uh, of their pre-retirement income during what's retirement. going on i'm confused i'm really confused are they saying if, women have less money no in retirement they're this saying is they have a about- higher percentage of their pre-retirement income than men do it's because of the pay gap isn't it no because then their investments would what's the takeaway <laughs> Maybe I'm tired. No, I was. I wanted to discuss this to see if we could come up with with what could possibly be driving this because it didn't come to a good conclusion. It was just kind of a little stat there. So I thought maybe we would unpack it a little bit. Okay, women so are better investors. Okay, so that's that. men are men are. Do you say women are better investors or men? Yeah. Okay, I would. I yeah. thought maybe you said men. I said that is definitely not. Heavens no. Okay, but but what they're saying is more women report less percentage of their income in retirement. Saying, I think <laughs> I mean, this is a great news story. I man. picked the wrong week to drop this news story on you. I'm sorry. Had I known that uh, caffeine was included uh, in your pre-show routine, I, I would not have. This is a fair point, though, that sometimes these these studies that come out 
they're almost like data looking for a conclusion as opposed to just like date. I, I don't know. I'm struggling to figure out what that could mean because it's not the pay gap because it's all a percentage anyway. If they lived at a certain level, I don't know. The show's over. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> good choice, Dame. That's a great, great ending. great ending to the show. Hey, everybody, sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in daddy's budget. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good holiday season and uh, we will see you soon. This is the Pete the Planner Show. I don't know. Is my brain not working? I don't get it either. There's too many percentages. Okay. No. Is it, so let me see if I at least can repeat it back. 80% of women report receiving less than 70% of their income in retirement, as opposed to 70% of men report having less than 70% of their income in retirement. Is that part right? Yes. Well, then that means women are worse off. Yeah. Than yes. Yes. Oh. But that, that's why I was saying I thought it was a pay gap but thing, but it, that's that can't be that because Percent. less pay it 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 would level itself. What's the conclusion? I don't know. <laughs> Rick's <laughs> Rick says the conclusion the study was an unnecessary waste of money. Like what is the what, I got it. Like this is gonna this is gonna like ruin the rest of my day, Dame. Like I how am know. I gonna I can't think of what it would actually be. I don't get it. If anyone knows what this is trying to say, did the article give any conclusion? It might have, but I couldn't be bothered to read to the end. That's fair. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, to your point, it's almost like they were making the data to some degree say what they wanted it to say, kind of like an ESPN statistic. <laughs> I mean, it was a Goldman Sachs study, so you know how there had to be an angle somewhere. It could speak to the frugality of women. Good. Because they wouldn't need, I mean, what you're saying is one group conceivably wouldn't need as much. Oh, man. Thanks, Dame. Thanks. Do you send me the article? If I can find it, I just have like the little piece that I cut out. So (laughs) it's just going downhill. All right. Um, Kristen, uh, have a good weekend. I know that you've got pretty big plans yeah even christmas and dame um may you have a a weekend filled with bourbon soaked toothpicks Mm, i can't wait uh all right so you guys neither of you know anything about world football Kristen, who wins the world cup i don't know who's in it france and argentina oh (laughs) france dame pulling for messi i'm pulling for messi I think France wins, but I'm going to call my shot here. I do think Argentina gets a lot of calls. <laughs> Probably, yeah. If you've watched the World Cup, um, Argentina's gotten a lot of calls in the box, which means they're going to get penalty kicks, Kristen's head spinning, and that means they're going to get messy some goals. I do have a question for you. Uh, I noticed uh, in France's last game that the numbers were gold on their back. Does every World Cup cha- defending champ get to use gold on their uniform, or is that just something that France did? I think, I, I, as far as I know, it's just something that France did. What what you will notice on the uniform is their stars based on how many World Cups they've won on the on like the front of the uniform. So France, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. No one cares. Good day, everyone, and stay getting money.